Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for this opportunity to worship you together today. We pray that your Holy Spirit would fall afresh on us this morning, that you would enliven us and fill our hearts with a deep and abiding joy. Lord God, we pray that your word would penetrate deep into our hearts as well, that we might be transformed and conformed to your image. And we pray that you would place your words in my mouth, that I might faithfully proclaim them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning! It's so good to see all you bright, shiny people today. Well, growing up as a doctor's son, uh, you take for granted that certain things are going to happen, right? People are going to call your house at all hours of the night wanting to talk to your dad, right? Is that a given? Well, especially it used to be a given, maybe not so much anymore, but it used to really be the given. Um, Sometimes they call for real problems, sometimes not so much real problems, right? Things that could definitely wait till the morning or the next week or maybe the next year, right? But uh, also, another thing you took for granted was that sometimes, sometimes your plans would need to be changed because an emergency would have taken place and your dad would need to go and take care of it, right? It's just how life was. When you're really sick and you want to get well, you call the doctor, right? Isn't that what you do? I mean, it's kind of it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Is there a debate over this? No. Okay, good. But could you imagine if the doctor never got called? Could you imagine if, even if your life held, like, hung in the balance, if you never called the doctor? Would that be weird? Yeah, if you knew that you could get healed by the doctor? Yeah, I think that would be a little odd. You know, and it might happen, but it's not something that makes sense to me. Could you imagine then if that person who's, you know, on the verge of passing away called, instead of a real doctor, one of the ones who says, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. <laughs> I wish they used those ads still. Weren't those like the best ads ever? I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. And imagine if they asked this doctor for advice. Would that be a good idea? Not at all. But, uh, and imagine then if this doctor, who, well, the actor, started giving them advice, which amounted to, you're fine, just go to sleep, don't worry about it, you'll be okay, you'll feel better in the morning. Would that be helpful? If you were really sick? No. It sounds completely ridiculous and something that none of us could imagine doing. But that's what was happening in Israel at the time of Jeremiah. We're back in Jeremiah. Isn't that great? I love Jeremiah. The nation was sick, super sick, deathly sick. And they kept getting sicker. Exactly. They kept getting worse. And instead of going to God or his prophet Jeremiah, they went to false prophets who told them what they wanted to hear. So how were they sick? Well, uh, the symptoms were they were worshiping foreign gods. They were sacrificing their children to them. They were trusting in idols. They had lost track of justice and were defrauding the poor and the widows and the orphans. Otherwise, they were doing great. Right? They were a really happy, healthy nation. They'd broken the covenant. The covenant between God and his people, right? They will be my people and I will be their God. But over all these things, 
which are the symptoms, the root cause of their sickness was that they'd forgotten God. They'd forgotten God. They'd forgotten the one who had freed them from slavery in Egypt and brought them to this beautiful promised land. They'd forgotten the God who loved them and had gone after other gods and other pleasures. And this led them down the path to where they were now, killing their children to appease other so-called gods who could never be satisfied. Now, in the Bible, there's a theme that pops... Well, there's a lot of themes that pop up over and over again. But one of the themes that pops up over and over again, 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 is the theme of false prophets. Anyone ever heard of these guys? We're not talking Wall Street, right, with, like, prophets that are falsely reported on your shareholder, the forums. No, this is false prophets. These are people who proclaim to speak in the name of God, but don't. Exactly. Real complicated, right? They are false prophets. They're not true prophets. Uh, Now, the difference between a false prophet and a real one, there's two main differences. One is the fruit, like whether their prophecies turn out to be true. The other is their employer, right? Who do they work for? False prophets work for themselves and for whatever else. Uh, Real prophets work for God. And I'll tell you what you probably already know about false prophets. More frequently, the false prophets are more popular than the real prophets. Anyone know why? They tell you what you want to hear, and who doesn't want to hear that? Oh, man, I love hearing what I want to hear. It's one of my favorite things to hear. Right? Don't you? Don't you want to hear, like, really good things about yourself? Or really, like, wonderful things? Like, oh, man, this year is going to be the best year ever. Oh, really? great i can't wait nobody wants to hear oh man you know things are going to go south majorly no nobody wants to hear that we all want to hear good things about us and so the false prophets were saying don't worry about it israel don't worry you're doing okay you're just fine don't you bother don't stay awake at night worrying about it sleep soundly Because God is going to deal with this whole Babylonian people. They're not going to give you a lick of problems. It's really somebody else's problem, somebody else's fault. It's not you. It's a much more pleasant thing to hear than repent for you have sinned and turned away from God. Right? Wouldn't you rather hear the former? But which one's going to actually help you? The last one, right? I mean, you want a real prognosis, don't you? You want something that you can really deal with. But here they weren't. And Jeremiah belonged to that latter group of prophets, the one who were really bringing the truth of God to the people of Israel. And so people hated him. Of course, right? He implored the people of Israel over 100 times to return to God. We have it recorded over 100 times in the book of Jeremiah. Is that incredible? He just kept coming back to them, saying, return to God, return to God. And you know how many times they listened? They might have heard 100 times, but they listened the big goose egg. Zero times. The people did not listen to Jeremiah's message of repentance. And here in our passage, we have Jeremiah weeping for his people because they are so sick. He can see it on them. 
He can see the cancer of sin eating them alive, and yet the people think they're okay. And he cries out, Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no cure in Israel? Is there not a physician there who can heal the wounds of the people of Israel? And the saddest answer for this is that there is. Right? There is hope. And the people choose to deny it. Isn't that sad? It's okay to deal with the fact if there weren't hope. If there wasn't a cure. If there was nothing they could do and so they just needed to soldier on in their illness. But no. Hope is right there. The answer, the cure is right in front of them. And the people were blind to it and chose to disregard it. There is a physician who can heal the wounds of the people of Israel. It exists in a person. The one person who the people of Israel refused to listen to. The one person who could really do something about their sickness. The one person who actually cared for them. And that person was God. The people of Israel were sick and were getting worse. But instead of seeking the person who could heal them, they got second opinions from false prophets who led them into deeper illness. Boy, am I glad we're so much smarter than those people. Right? Whew! I am glad that we as individuals and as a nation aren't going to mess up like that. You know, we make good decisions. We think of our children. And we make wise decisions for the health of everybody, don't we? You sound a little incredulous. The reality is, is that we're broken people just like the folks in Israel. Sure, we right here, we're seeking a cure, but still that brokenness root is still in there for us, right? It's still in there that, that, that like broken human nature that seeks to lead us astray and turn us the wrong direction. We're sick, and we often look almost everywhere but to God for healing. We self-medicate, right? How do we self-medicate? How do we self-medicate to deal with that guilt we have inside ourselves? Alcohol? Anyone ever heard of that? Yeah, that's right. Food, shopping, um, fame, trying to pursue fortune, trying to um, amass wealth. All these ways we try to like numb that pain, that gnawing inside of us. Even for us Christians, right? We probably wrestle with those things, don't we? I do. Even though I know the physician, the one who can really treat that condition inside of me, I'll often look for other things first. Is that a good idea? Does that show I've got it all together? No. That I'd rather go to a snake oil salesman instead of the Lord? No, that's ridiculous. And that's the human condition. And so because of our need... God himself, the great physician, made a house call. He stepped down into this world and took on our flesh. And because of the sickness was so great that it led to death, he took our death upon himself. 
but in his righteousness. Death could not hold him, and so Jesus Christ both broke forth from the grave, never to die again, a conqueror of death and sin forever. The reality is that for us and for this world, the cure is one call away. The cure for our human condition, our brokenness, our need for redemption, is one call away. We need only call God through prayer and ask that he would heal us. That he would take our sins away and wash us clean and make us new. That was all Israel needed to do. And that's all we need to do as well. So today, may we not let this opportunity pass, but may we call the great physician. May we seek him for the health that we need in our soul. And may our lives be transformed that we can refer other people to him as well. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you that you are the great physician, Lord, that you offer us healing for our souls. Lord, and our souls are hurt. They are wounded and broken and battered. Lord, we've experienced pain and loss and suffering, Lord, in our lives. And so, Lord, we turn to you, the great physician, and ask that you might heal us, that you might might set us free, and that you might set us free as well from the ways that we seek to care, to treat our condition on our own, Lord God, the ways we seek to self-medicate. Help us, Lord, to not do that, to turn to you instead, and to find the real healing that we need, that we yearn for, and that our hearts long for. And we pray that your peace would fill us and transform us to serve you in glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.